Jackson Tom. Hello, welcome to the podcast we are calling Hanksgiving. My name is James Crawley. I am a comedian, a dad, a human, and I love the films of Tom Hanks. Sitting across from me is Saskia Crawley. Hi. Who is a writer, a mum, also a human, I believe. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't mind the films of Tom Hanks. <laughs> certainly like some of them, uh, we're watching the films of Tom Hanks and then talking about them for this podcast. Why? Because why Tom Hanks is great, and why not? Um, we watched the second feature film of Tom Hanks, a film called Bachelor Party, made in 1984. I'll give you a little overview of Bachelor Party. Bachelor Party is a 1984 American sex comedy film directed by Neil Israel. The film revolves around a bachelor party that a group of men throw for their friend Rick Gasco, played by Tom Hanks, on the eve of his wedding, and whether he can remain faithful to his fiancée, Debbie. Um, that's the overview. Do you want to give like an example of what vibes it's got for anyone who's not seen um, a... Uh, heard of a, uh, a sex, sex comedy? comedy. Yeah. Um, I wrote down... The note, like American Pie, but even less tasteful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I thought, I'm getting... Have you seen Porky's? You probably made me watch it at some point. I might, I might have got you to watch Porky's at some point. It reminded me of Porky's. I thought, they made this because of Porky's. And sure enough, Porky's... Is it older, or...? Porky's was made three years before this. Okay. Um, and, like, it does redefine comedies as being, like, sex comedies. Like... People become, in the 80s, obsessed with going to see comedy films and getting to basically see women naked as well as part of it. And by people, I mean horrible men. Um, uh, uh, it's also made off, I've got a little note here, that made off the success of Police Academy, which was written by Neil Israel and Pat Proft, who wrote this film. And... Uh, the idea came from when they had producer Bob Israel, Pat, uh, Neil Israel, sorry's brother, when they had his bachelor party, they had the idea for this film, which, if it was actually like this film, these guys are criminals. Yeah, um, chaos. What I assume <laughs> is it was a nerdy bunch of screenwriters who were like, imagine if we had a crazy party and there were drugs, <laughs> and they were just all sat around, like, imagine that. Um this film is absolutely nuts. It's, um, I, I'm going to say it early on, quite possibly one of the worst films I've ever seen. <laughs> what do you think? Yeah, definitely, yeah. Wouldn't be on a list of favourites. Um, I don't know how this is going to go, because I don't feel like I've got much good to say about it at all. <laughs> Anything good? One, one good thing. 
was I did enjoy the 80s fashion. Um, <laughs> however, you, you know, it's not like that was like a credit to like a costume team or anything. That was just the, the dress of the time. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They were just. They could have just worn their clothes. Yeah. People brought their own clothes to set. <laughs> it's literally so eighties as well. It's. Yeah. It's like if you had to draw what people look like in the eighties, you'd draw the cast of this film. Um, what What's I mean with Splash? We talked about Splash last time, and I was like, "Go and see Splash," and then you'll understand what we're talking about. Just skip this one. I kind of don't recommend watching this film. It's so bad. That I don't recommend it. The thing is... Was it good at the time? Well... Do you know what I mean? I don't know. I guess the thing is, they had less to consume at the time. Like, there would have been TV, mm-hmm. but there's what only the, so many channels. What was the feedback at the time? Um, well, I was going to get onto that. I was going to talk about what we thought, what, what was good, what was bad. And let me tell you, it's mainly bad. Um, I like the concept. <laughs> there's early in the film... When he's spending time with his fiance's parents, this is Tom Hanks' character, Rick Gasco. Um, he's being like purposely an asshole, <laughs> like playing tennis, but like playing it like it's baseball. And I think that is funnier than any of the rest of the film. Like the concept of that should just be the film. And he's got some good dialogue for winding people up. Yeah, it's quite enjoyable. He like makes jokes as well. Like I like I like films where people make jokes. I think I might have said this last time. Like when people make jokes and think they're being funny. Mm-hmm. rather than making jokes and everyone ignores the joke and it's purely for our benefit mm-hmm. like that sort of cheesy sitcom vibe sucks um, I think we both agree that generally Tom Hanks was you know, well, he was alright in this just the rest of it he was pretty the thing is he's still like and he's playing like the good character who's trying to keep everything together and everyone around him is terrible mm-hmm. right? not his fiance but all his male friends of which there are way too many. Like, I can't, I, I can't remember any of their names. I remember his name is Rick. He's got a brother. He's got loads of friends. And then they introduce another friend, and it's like, I was watching this going, if they made this now, they would have three friends. Like, it also reminded me a bit of The Hangover. And The Hangover, there's three guys. In this, there's like ten? Something like that. It's mm-hmm. way too many people who aren't interesting. They're all horrible. I, I don't know, was, uh, maybe I just wasn't paying enough attention, but, like, you don't get much of a backstory about them. Yeah. You, you don't know why they're all friends, yeah. I don't think. Just, maybe they're just a group of awful people. What's their but, age supposed to be? That's a good question. I don't know how old they I think they'd be in, like, their mid-twenties or something. Um, what's weird is because it's the 80s, they look like they could be anywhere from 20 to... 50. Yeah, 50 years old. Like, these guys. <laughs> I have no idea. Um, but I feel like the film is the literal... Like, he's the good guy and they're the bad guys and he's trying to keep it together. And then behind the scenes, I feel like Tom Hanks is the good actor and he's trying to keep all these terrible actors. <laughs> and go like, no, this is this is how we act. Let's rein it in, rein it in. And everyone else is just, like, trying to play it at, like, 100 miles an hour and screaming all their lines and stuff. I don't know. It's not subtle, is it? It's not not subtle. Uh, There's a lot of problematic things with the film. I wonder if it hasn't aged well. It definitely definitely hasn't aged aged well, has it? It's not even a wonder. Um, They continually use the term hooker 
meaning female sex workers who are treated with like complete disregard as humans like um it's kind i I think there are parts that are racist like representation is not okay in this film um he drives a school bus for a religious school and there are nuns teaching there but there's no point of that other than maybe to try and be sort of edgy towards religion as well I don't know I don't know what they were trying to go for there's there's a bit where you commented that's good CGI where (laughs) we see a naked woman Mm mm-hmm Tom Hanks' character is thinking about sleeping with this, this woman. And then they have, then, like, the heads. Then he imagines his fiance's head on her head. And it's quite seamless um, sort of CGI, for especially for the time. who hasn't seen this film, but, you know, wants to get an idea of it, it's a bit like that moment in Friends where um, Ross and Rachel, you know, start to get it on. And um, he's seeing his mum's... Face on her. Or it's kind like of like that, except they haven't brought her in. They've just made her face on there. In Friends, the actor who plays Ross's mum mm. is oh, in the scene, is acting yeah, okay. in the scene. Okay, so, so it's, it's not, not like that at all. It's the same <laughs> concept that he's imagining someone yeah. else, but it's not made the same way at all. Okay. But then he imagines a nun's head on the woman's body, mm-hmm. and it felt like. They're specifically doing this to be like shocking, yeah, like like edgy. Um, it's a really weird film. It's a really weird film. Um, uh, th- the only sort of plot line, other than just carnage going on, mm-hmm. is that there's a guy who fancies his fiance Debbie, who's trying to first of all buy her off him, like pay pay Rick off to not get married to her and the, her dad is also in on it um, and then he straight up just tries to kill him later doesn't he he yeah, gets like I a crossbow it, yeah. and it's absolutely like absurd um, but like it's not like clever funny farce it's like someone went let's make the most distasteful film we can possibly make um, and everyone was like yeah okay let's do that yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm glad you agree with my points, at least. Um... People involved. Here we go. Tawny Katane as Debbie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good. Good fiance. Yeah, I like Liked their her. relationship in it. I thought they were quite good. They could. I felt like those characters could have been in a good film, and mm-hmm. this was not it. Yeah. Sadly, Tawny Katane passed away last year, mm-hmm. aged just fifty-nine. That's sad. Mm. Um, How disrespectful of us tearing apart. <laughs> 
Wonderful. Yeah, but we've been nice about her. Uh, George Grizzard, who plays Debbie's dad, the like a-hole father-in-law, also passed away. He passed away in 2007. He was age 79, though. Mm-hmm. Um, he was a Broadway actor, and he won a primetime Emmy. So there you go. Um, good fun. He was quite like effective in this. He was horrible. Like, mm-hmm. It was very one note. Um, and then... Uh, I said about the producer having it as like, uh, it was like based on when they went on his uh, bachelor party. Um, that's via IMDb trivia. Uh, he's a guy who also produced, he went on to produce like the Ace Ventura films. So he continued being very successful in Hollywood and specifically comedies, albeit the Ace Ventura films have also aged very poorly. Um, the director was his brother Neil Israel and he wrote Police Academy and he directed like loads of TV stuff like one episode of really famous things Um, and would you believe it uh, Bachelor Party 2 The Last Temptation a remake slash sequel came out a few years ago who Um, was in it? that's a good question I don't know (laughs) Tom Hanks was not <laughs> like um, I like I assume it's not anywhere near as terrible like in terms of their behaviour but I assume the film is ten times worse maybe their behaviour is even worse I can't say I'm going to necessarily watch it um, how about you Zaz you going to watch it maybe I'll do that later yes after this after this um I am surprised that this stream... We watched this... Thank God we didn't pay any extra money for this. Like, we didn't buy a DVD of this. We watched this streamed on Disney+. Plus. I think it's kind of crazy this is on Disney+. Plus. Yeah. Like, it shouldn't be. Should it? Do we need to write to someone? <laughs> Has no one at Disney actually bothered watching it? And they're like, Tom Hanks is in this. This will be fun. <laughs> Uh, writer Pat Proft, he keeps writing comedy. Um, and I'm talking way up to like Scary Movie. He wrote Scary Movie 5. I didn't know they'd made that many of them. But uh, there you go. He keeps Did he writing. write all the Scary Movies? I believe so. It's like, it's like his thing, writing spoof stuff, isn't it? Oh, well, maybe that's where he was um, going with this. It's not a spoof, is it? Of something. So. Of something else. Yeah. No. Life. <laughs> Finally, of course, Hanks. Hanks is in this. Tom Hanks. America's dad. Uh, Before he became a dad, I assume. Not in real life, necessarily, but uh, he certainly wasn't a beloved star at this time. I still feel like you can see this guy is way better than everyone else in this. I think Obviously, it's hard to tell, isn't it? Yeah, without... like we know. Yeah, I, th- I think we might have said this last time. With... 
We know he's going to be yeah. famous. <laughs> we know he's going to be Tom Hanks. But I also felt like, wow, he's he's lucky he made Splash and it came out just before this because it could have been very different, I feel. Um, the other actors up for this part, Paul Reiser, who was a stand-up comedian at the time. He was in the film Aliens, not long after. And he's in a big sitcom with Helen Hunt. can't remember what it's called. Uh, Jim Carrey, which I can... I could totally see, like the one thing that could have made that even wilder. Yeah, like I could, but the stuff Hanks does is very like Jim Carrey or Robin Williams. I thought, Mm. like I thought, I thought I could imagine either of them doing this, and that they wanted that kind of energy. And weirdly, Tim Robbins was up for this. Um, Tim Robbins way too tall for this part, in my opinion, first and foremost. so, who I'm seeing is Tony Robbins, the motivational speaker, no, or um, the guy who is in, who does, like, excavations and stuff. <laughs> Go play ball dragon. <laughs> Tony Robinson. Yes. He, Both Tonys. Um, neither of them are Tims. Yeah, neither of them are Tims. Um, one of them is called Robbins. Can you... One's called Robinson. Can you describe um, who is... Tim he? Robbins is in the Shawshank Redemption. I need more. <laughs> he's also in the Hudsucker Proxy. Oh, yeah. He's the guy who lives upstairs in High Fidelity. I'm trying to think. If you don't know him from the Shawshank Redemption, you're not going to be like, ah, oh, yes, Susan Sarandon's ex-boyfriend. Oh. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, I don't really know where else you'd have seen Tim Robbins in, in those films. Okay, never mind. But interestingly... Tom Hanks, years in the future, 1994, beats Tim Robbins to the Oscar for Forrest Gump. He beats him to this coveted part of Rick Gasco, first and foremost, then wins the Oscar ahead of him for Forrest Gump when Robbins is nominated for Shawshank Redemption. That's kind of interesting. uh, Trivia that basically relates to the name Tim Robbins. (laughs) Uh, Tony Robinson could have pulled this part off easily. He's, He's fantastic. No, no, it would have changed everything. He'd be like, "Why is there a small English man?" With oh, God, <laughs> no, I'm still no, I'm seeing the motivational t- speaker. No, be like rounding everyone up and like, if only Tony Robbins had been there, maybe we yeah. would have got some freaking order. Yeah. Uh, uh, the only other casting that could have been that I read was Julia Louis Dreyfus was up for the part of Debbie, which makes that a way more comedic role. Do you want to tell me who she is? Julia Louis-Dreyfus was in Seinfeld. She is in Veep. She is... In Arrested Development, she plays the lawyer who pretends she's blind. Okay. Now you know, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> if it was her, that's a way more like comedic part than it was, mm. surely. Um, finally... Uh, Welcome to the podcast where one person knows films and the other person does not. <laughs> and you are here. <laughs> um, I have notes and you have lemonade. <laughs> yes. Uh, the crazy thing I found was reviews are like mixed. Like even now it's 54% on Rotten Tomatoes, which 
I don't think especially given how old it is especially means anything mm-hmm. like um, but on a budget of seven million dollars it makes a box office of 38.4 million dollars which is just mad that this crappy comedy was that successful like uh, it's not as successful like you as, said there wasn't as much the, yeah absolutely people were like people were like oh my god I can go to the cinema and see boobs yeah and they just did like um it's not as successful as like Porky's and Police Academy which are probably like the contemporaries of this film I'd say that Porky's is so absurdly successful that on like a shoestring budget it makes over a hundred million dollars it's like ridiculous to think a comedy like that would would make that money like that just doesn't happen in like modern <laughs> films. Like we don't. I think I mentioned this last time when we were talking about Splash. Like you just don't get comedies this big anymore. Like studio comedies just don't happen because they go straight to Netflix. Mm. They don't don't happen in the same way. Um, final thoughts on <laughs> Bachelor Party. This is one to miss, gang. Yeah. Um, I recommend not seeing this and watching pretty much any other film you can watch. <laughs> uh, especially any other Tom Hanks film. I wonder if this is his worst film. Interesting. I guess we'll find out. Um, don't bother with Bachelor Party. It's horrible. <laughs> uh, it's taken us several weeks to record this podcast. Um, we did have covid at one point, but also we've just been begrudgingly like, how are we going to even talk about that in any way? And managed, there we go. Well, one of us managed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, mm. uh, thank you very much for listening, though, uh, if you've listened this far. Uh, we'll be back sometime with a better Tom Hanks film than this. Um, my name is James Crawley. You are Saskia Crawley. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for being here, Sas. Um, thank you to Stone Gregory for the music on this podcast and Tully Gregory for the artwork that accompanies it thank you to Tom Hanks for being in films and thank you to you for listening you take care we'll see you again but not literally you'll just hear us bye